0: Hello and welcome back to the podcast, I'm your host Patrick. It's sometimes difficult when I pick a topic for the podcast, because there's so many things out there that I could talk about, but the things I usually talk about are kind of the shower to- thoughts, as some people might put them, the random thoughts that come into your head that, you know, might interest you in the second, uh, might not seem like an interesting topic, but once, once I look into it, it's kind of, you know, it's kind of important um, There's a lot of stuff in life that people don't perceive or can't perceive in different ways, and one of those things is happiness. There's a, kind of a grey area of happiness we're either happy or not happy, and that's how some people see it. Um, I know I've done an episode in the past, if money can buy you happiness and what makes us happy, but... Some people really don't know what happiness is, and I'm not just saying they've never felt happiness, but even when you feel happy, why are you feeling these ways, how are you feeling these ways, and how can you feel these ways more? So it's a very kind of stupid question to ask, but I think it's okay to ask these questions, because in life we need to ask the questions to learn about stuff, to learn more about stuff. So what is happiness? Happiness is an emotional state, characterised by certain feelings such as joy, satisfaction, contentment and fulfilment. While happiness has many different definitions, it is often described as, as involving positive emotions and life satisfaction. When most people talk about happiness, they might be talking about how they feel in the present moment, or how they might be referring to a more general sense of how they feel about their life overall. One thing I've noticed studying psychology and being with certain psychology people, um, it's not really called happiness. It's kind of a broad definition they use. um, And it's a subject is well-being. And um, when they talk about this emotional state of happiness, just as it sounds, Subject well-being tends to focus on an individual's overall personal feelings about their life in the present. There are many different ways of thinking of happiness. For example, the ancient Greek philosopher Aristotle made a distinction between two kinds of happiness. Hedonia and Eudaimonia are the two distinctions he made. Now, you might think, how is there different types of happiness? Well, there is. It's the di- difference between feeling good versus feeling purpose. You might feel good, but you might not feel like you have purpose. Or you might feel like you have purpose, but you might not feel good about yourself. Um, hedonic happiness is um, derived from pleasure. It's the most often associated with doing what feels good. Self-care, fulfillment. Desire, experiencing enjoyment and feeling a sense of satisfaction. It's the stuff that we do that makes us feel good. If it's going out with friends, if it's taking the evening off, if it's as simple as a nice warm cup of tea on a cold day outside. They're the things that give us satisfaction in life. Where the other distinction, eudaimonia, the type of happiness that is derived from seeking virtue and meaning. Important components of eudemonic well-being includes feeling that your life has meaning, value and purpose. It is associated more with fulfilling responsibilities, investing in long-term goals, concern for the welfare of others and, um, and living to personal ideals and personal goals. So that happiness that you get from... I definitely feel it, and I assume everyone else feels it, when you complete a project or a, an assignment for college, for school, for work. You get that little bit of happiness when you have that done. And that's the eudaimonic side of happiness. Because we feel fulfilled with the responsibilities that we were given. Now these terms are more commonly known today in psychology as pleasure, pleasure and meaning, respectively. Funny enough, research suggests that happy people tend to rank pretty high on the eudaimonic life satisfaction and better than average on their hedomic life satisfaction. So what are the main kind of characteristics of happiness? Well, some types of happiness that fall under these three main categories include joy, Excitement, gratitude, pride, optimism, and contentment. We feel most of these feelings near enough every day, but we can't associate them with happiness because it's not how we feel. Everything in life is perception. That's something that I've learned. It's how you perceive something. One main example of perception is luck. It's do you believe in luck or you don't believe in luck? Now it depends on how we perceive luck, you could be lucky that the glass is half full or you could be unlucky that the glass is half empty, but it's the way that we see it. And it's easy to miscontrude, misconnect the dots together. I don't think anyone listening could say that they're always happy. I don't think anyone's always happy life is a tumble life is a tumbleweed through the desert you know we might not get anywhere we might not do anything we just keep on moving that's how some that's how people could perceive it but there are certain ways to cultivate happiness because while people while some people just tend to be naturally happier due to chemical and biological I wouldn't say advantages, but it's on those kind of lines. Um, there are things that you can do to cultivate your sense of happiness. One of the things I found is enjoying the moment. There are certain studies that have found people tend to overearn. They become so focused on a, getting things that they lose track of eventually enjoying what they are doing. So I'd go on a walk. Not for, well, to stay fit for exercise, but while walking, I'd rather fall into the trap of mind, mindlessness, and what that does, it makes me appreciate the stuff that's around me. I can hear the birds and the bees, the trees in the wind, and it kind of makes my own happiness. For instance, if I went for a walk with a certain goal of exercise, trying to get to a certain point, trying to get to a certain speed, trying to beat a time, you know, I might be happy for accomplishing that. It goes back to Aristotle's kind of distinctions of um, Hedonia and uh, Eudaimonia. I could walk and enjoy my experience, which is Hedonia, where I'm feeling good about myself, I'm doing something that I like, I take the time to be with myself. Or I could have the eudaimonia happiness of accomplishing my goal or living up to my personal ideal. And it's really the two ways that you do look at it. And it's not just living in the moment that can make you happy, that can cultivate happiness. It's other things, such as reframing negative thoughts. Because when you find yourself stuck in a pessimistic outlook or experiencing negativity, look, look for ways that you can reframe your thoughts in a more positive way. People have a natural negativity bias or tend to pay more attention to the bad things rather than the good things. This can have an impact on everything from how you make decisions to how you form impressions of other people. Discounting the positive, cognitive distortion where people focus on negative and ignore the positive can also contribute to negative thoughts. Reframing these negative perceptions isn't about ignoring the bad. Instead, it means trying to take more balance, realistic look at events. It allows you to notice patterns In your thinking and then challenge those negative thoughts there's another thing i was i was doing research on which was um i was told about this um in therapy about motivational therapy and when i heard motivational therapy um i always thought oh it's kind of like be happy you know be happier just be happier You know, motivate yourself to do something. Do something and feel for fulfilment. When I actually looked into it, it was more interesting than what it sounded. I think it's got a kind of a bad name to it, depending on the outlook. As I said, I look too much into myself. I'm an overthinker. So it's these kind of things that I overthink about. Motivational therapy, I think of the name, why is it called that? But what it really is, is living in the now. You know, the, yesterday is history, tomorrow is a mystery. But today is a gift. That's why they call it the present. And taking your mindset away from what could happen or what has happened and putting it in the now. So say if you get worried about something, I have to go down to Dublin tomorrow or college. And that's going to be so much fun. I love the bus. I love getting on the bus. I love traveling down. I absolutely love it. Zero sarcasm, by the way. So when I get nervous about going down, I start thinking about the now. And one of the main things that I've taken from the research that I've done on motivational therapy is be aware of your surroundings. So when you're thinking about a or you're thinking about B or you're worried about C, think what's around you. So divert your train of thought into something not positive or not negative, something in the middle. So if I'm worried about editing this podcast later, I'll go to myself, Well, I'm warm. I'm in my room. Why am I warm? There's a white radiator. You know, I wonder how radiators work, the the circulation of water. What else is white? The window is white. I could open the window and get some cold. The cold breeze in the air. Or the The wardrobe. The wardrobe's white. See what that does is divert your attention away. Um Diverts your attention away. Now this is a tangent because I'm just putting thoughts together, but it's like, um, when you've got something on your mind or you've got something that's bothering you and then you, you know, every day it's bothering you every day. You're worried about something every day. Like when I was a kid, I used to do the stupidest stuff that I used to be worried about. I used to feel bad about. Then one day you just wake up and you're going along your day. And you realise you didn't think about it. And that's the moment that that you have forgotten about it. When you have to go, oh I forgot about this. Or forgot about that. And the thing is with with your mind and your happiness and your contentment. It isn't a short term investment. It's not like you're going to put all your money into a stock and multiply it by 10 within a day. Because realistically, it's not going to happen. It's like putting your money into a stock and waiting a couple of months, a couple of weeks, maybe even a couple of years. And then profiting after that kind of wait in time. But maybe cultivating happiness, that might not be for you. Because we're all human. There's 7 billion people on this earth and none of us are the same. The way that we think, the way that we look, the way that we speak, the way that we listen. None of us are the same. So maybe improving your happiness may be better than just cultivating it. And I know they're similar words, but still. One word could stick out to someone. As I said, we're all different. Some people seem to have a naturally higher baseline for happiness. One large scale. If we're happy, we see ourselves above the line. If we're not, we see ourselves below the line. And some people's line can start higher than others. And, you know, we might not be able to control what your baseline of happiness is. But there are things that you can do to make your life happier and more fulfilling. Even the happiest of individuals can feel down from time to time. And happiness is something that all of us people need to constantly... constantly. Pursue. The pursuit of happiness. One thing to do is to get regular exercise. Exercise is good for both your body and mind. Physical activity is linked to a range of physical and psychological benefits, including improved mood. Even a little bit of exercise produces a happiness boost. People who are physically active for as little as 10 minutes a day or who worked out once a week, had higher levels of happiness than people who never exercised. And you don't have to use exercise as a gateway of happiness. You could also do little things, like showing more gratitude. There was a study done where participants were asked to engage in a writing exercise for 10 to 20 minutes each night before bed. Some were instructed to write about their daily hassles, some about neutral events, and some about the things they were grateful for. And the results found that the people who had written about gratitude had increased positive emotions, increased subjective happiness, and improved life satisfaction. And as the authors of the study suggest, keeping a gratitude list is a relatively easy, affordable, and simple pleasure, way to boost your mood. And you don't even have to write down these gratitudes. You can, before you go to bed, maybe put down your phone, because, by God, I use my phone before I go to bed, even sometimes falling asleep with it. But maybe it might be a bit better if we put down our phones. We sit there, we close our eyes, and we think about the stuff that we're grateful for. And it doesn't have to be the biggest things. It doesn't have to be I won this award or I did that. I saved world hunger and I ended drought in Africa. It can be the smallest things like I made my bed this morning. Or I kept my room clean today. Maybe someone made you dinner. Maybe someone made you breakfast or a cup of tea. I could be grateful for my parents making me a cup of tea. It's the small things. And some people don't see them as the small things. People don't see them as things at all. Maybe being more grateful towards the stuff that we do have. Instead of the stuff that we don't have. May benefit us in different ways. Because if we sit there at night. Instead of thinking about the stuff we're grateful for. And thinking about the stuff that we want. Might set off other emotions in us. Where I want to be The best climber in the world. I want to climb Mount Everest. I want to climb higher than Mount Everest, straight up to the moon. And then you think, you're thinking of, then I have to get boots, then I have to do this, then I have to do a lot of work. And then that makes us unhappy because that's a lot of stuff that we're putting on our own plate.